0: Hello Gems! Welcome to another episode of TRs in Tech. I'm your host Shelly Benhoff and today I'm talking to Natasha Batra about how to be a tech lead. She's a fellow Sitecore Technology MVP and tech lead and we really had a great time talking about our amazingly similar experiences given the fact that I'm in the US and she's in Germany. She gave some sound advice for technical leadership, as I expected. I learned a lot from her. Without further ado, on to the episode. Hey, Natasha, welcome to TRs in Tech. I'm so, so glad you're here and that we have a chance to like talk one-on-one because I have a lot to learn from you. Um, And I just wanted to start out by asking, how did you start coding like at all
1: <laughs> first of all thanks a lot shelly for inviting me to tiara's attack i have to say this is first of a kind interview or i don't know if i should say that interview uh, but i'm really happy that we are doing this chat nobody offered that before nobody brought this topic before and i'm really happy about this idea that you bring into the community thank you yeah. Congratulations already to you and I wish you great success with that program.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Okay, so uh, the question that you asked me about how I got interested in writing code itself, um, there is a little story behind I don't know uh, it might be boring, but I would still like it's to not it.
0: it's not. please share. <laughs>
1: Okay, so uh, it's a kind of emotional story. So I wanted to do genetic engineering before. Uh, I was a biology student and math student. Um, So I wanted to go for genetic engineering and uh, I did get uh, accepted by a really nice college who offers that within India. And uh, I wanted to adopt that as a career. But my dad always wanted me to go for software engineering or computer science. He comes from a banking background and he was always amazed uh, by the softwares that um, that were built for him. And he was like, You do that cool stuff. (laughs) Why don't you try? I was like, Okay, let us. We had a lot of long talks and sessions going on with this dilemma. Then we agreed, Okay, I will try for one year if I like this profession. Or is this field good for me? Then I would adopt it as a career. If not, then I would go back to genetic engineering. So I got into the admission for bachelor's degree of computer science, and I really liked that. I I was doing C-sharp, C sharp, C plus plus, .net, uh, VB .net also. Mm-hmm. So and doing different kinds of data structures, and I never studied that before in my school. So it was all new for me, and. Uh, i was like okay there is another whole lot of another world that has different possibilities so i thought okay yes i want to go forward in this direction so my dad is happy i am happy <laughs> yeah yeah
0: honestly i i actually have a really similar story i was you know a tinkerer always i i had this toy that was like a computer i'm older than you so it was like you know this little screen with like floppy disks or whatever but i like just always cracked things open to to see how they worked and and my dad like pretty early on was just like this is this is what you should do and so i studied computer science and i i didn't think anything of it at the time yeah. yeah Um, Yeah, so it's really interesting that you come from such a, like, varied background. um, And it's, it's actually common, I've, I've any, (laughs) I've interviewed people who studied, you know, history or um, physics or something and just ended up in tech. Um, So why did you choose Microsoft? stack in like dot net and C-sharp? I have Uh, my answer, but it's not great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, the first project that I worked in when I got uh, got my first job was in Unix. And it was a Unix based application. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) (laughs) that's that's weird and nice at the same time. I don't know. and i have to say i worked i tried really hard to appreciate or love that technology for about one year but it it i it, yes. it did not excite me at all no. <laughs> it, it was even though it was a sunset or maintenance application i was mm-hmm. not developing anything new i was supporting uh, the incidents that were happening on production and solving those tickets but uh, and and doing some small requirements from the clients. But I was like, oh, I hate that. I hate that. Why am I doing it? So I started looking for more projects and vacancies that were open in my company for different kinds of projects. And uh, then I got introduced to one of the clients. uh, They said, "Okay, we are going to bring a site core project. Would you want to work? I was still junior at that time. Mm It was like second year of my professional career. So I was like, yeah, why not? And uh, they they were like, okay, we will let you do training for one month and uh, you can take it on your own pace. And then you can decide if you still want to be in the project and you want to adopt the technology or not. And uh, I I did that and I'm glad that I did that decision. I did not change my technology so far, I'm happy. <laughs> Uh, being a Microsoft techie, I have to say.
0: Yeah, same. Um, I chose it because it pays really well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. You know, I I compared technologies at the time and I just liked code. And I am not a Mac person, so it was just kind of a natural, you know, progression. (laughs) But I was just looking for jobs and I saw like, c sharp c sharp c sharp and i was like yeah <laughs> i want to do that and unfortunately i i actually learned c sharp by using those old websites that would convert vb.net into uh, C sharp. so i didn't I, take a good route
1: <laughs> same for me i have to say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I even interviewed for some mainframe projects and uh, where you learn how to design some infrastructure mm-hmm. in house and i don't know i, I think it <laughs> i was like no this is boring totally.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm more interested in cutting edge i think and that's why sitecore stuff um it really speaks to me because it changes, you know, I, I've been working with it for 10 years since version like five dot something. And I mean, it's really <laughs> expanded. Um, just if anybody's listening, it doesn't know what PsyCore is and why I have, I've had PsyCore MVPs for the past like month. It is a experience platform. It's niche and I've, I've worked with it for 20 years and we are both mvps psych technology mvps now i haven't counted how few women in our category uh but i think here at least um in the states it's like five including me oh okay out of a hundred and some, maybe? none
1: in Germany. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> that I know. In technology, in strategy. In technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot more in strategy. Anyway, segue to how did you become a Sitecore MVP?
1: Uh, yeah, so what, um, so I was getting really influenced by people who were contributing to the community because, I, I just got into it. Now I am working on different kinds of projects and I'm looking at the Stack Overflow all the time and the Slack channel. And there there is a lot of contribution going on from people. And uh, I have to say that triggered me a little bit that, okay, I know this stuff. I was, so many people in States used to ask questions. Next day, I used to see it. So it, there was a time difference, but uh, I knew the answers and I was like, why don't I do that? Why don't I contribute and um, I have to say my colleague Sebastian also pushed me to actually do something in this direction because he also saw some potential and uh, he was a great mentor for me to let to really guide me that Okay, why don't you go for user groups, you have enough to share you have life project experience. So that is something people are interested in. So that's how I I was afraid for pre, of presentations, honestly. Oh, yeah, same. <laughs> I, I I was afraid of public speaking. One time I was like, my whole body was shaking inside and I, I was just scared that nobody should see me, really. Yeah. Uh, but that was a long time ago. So I started going to the user groups. I, at first, I started attending the user groups and looking and hearing what people do how is their body language and then I started myself uh, delivering certain presentations uh, I started uh, doing that with the one uh, the sxa project that we did or we are still doing so I thought okay that at that time it was still new coming from uh, customer side uh, so I thought okay it's worth sharing and uh, it was a nice experience. I went to SACCON also, was a speaker at symposium. It was my first symposium ever. And I was there as a speaker. It was like uh, a wonderful feeling, you know? And it was with uh, paired up with Sebastian. So we were both presenting as team, let's mm-hmm. just say. And uh, um, yeah, I can't thank him enough to push me in this direction. I was yeah. active on the Slack community as well for, um, especially on the Slack and Publishing Service channel, because that was my or that is still my favorite areas of interest.
0: That's great. Yeah. Again, like I have a really similar story. It's crazy how we parallel, we're from different countries, like, and these same sorts of things happen. I um worked for Richard Seal, you know, and he ah. was the first. MVP to tell me that I should be an MVP and like coached me on how and got me you know blogging and stuff like that that was you know I will always credit him with that every every time I see him big hug and yeah Yeah. Um, but it's people who take an interest in someone else's success and then supports that which is so important. I I teach these things, you know. I'm just like you need to help help other people instead of compete like against. I think, yeah. So completely agreed. Yeah, um, you are a tech lead, which is a very you know responsible position, I would say. And I've also had experiences as a tech lead, some successful, like wildly successful, and some very much not. And I was interested uh, to have you tell us how did you start leading?
1: Uh, yeah, I will be very honest here. So there, another colleague of mine who was previously our tech lead was leaving. So that's how this vacancy got created. And uh, I thought, uh, why don't I apply? I would at least try. And uh, yeah, my team also supported me. I got great support also from Sebastian. So basically, uh, uh, my product owners as well, they were like, okay, give it a try. So I gave an interview, had a talk. It was internal position. There was not like. I don't know, they were already aware about my skills, so it was not a very formal interview, but still that's part of the process when you change roles. So I applied for that and uh, gave an interview and uh, I was scared, I have to say, to take on that responsibility uh, because it means that you have to be part of a lot of meetings from the business side and uh, you have to be responsible for the team. You are the tech lead. A lot of decisions are in, in... I don't know come to you and uh, you have to make a call or directed somewhere discuss with the team bring it, bringing in new ideas so i was scared but uh, i thought okay what go could go wrong i would not justify this role but still i would not be fired there is no harm in trying so i I went for it, and I got it, and uh, I am tech lead since three years now, and uh, I'm really happy that I took this decision and moved into this direction. It gave me a whole lot of different exposure, and I learned a lot, and I'm still learning every day. it's, It's learning, yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think that it is so important for people to know, and especially women, if you are not sure of you know, your skill set or anything like that. If you have any interest in leading, just apply, just like you said, what can go wrong? Like, even if, if something goes wrong, is anybody going to like die because of you, (laughs) you know, it, 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 it it'll be a learning experience. And that is, you know, I've, I've learned much more from failure than I have from success. So clearly I've failed a lot, <laughs> you know, but it's like, we so often are too afraid. And I really, really love that. You're just like, just do it. Just jump in. It's um, it's hard to do. How do you jump in and overcome that, inner voice that's like, I don't, I'm not sure about this.
1: Uh, It it happens almost every other day. And it it happens also with, even though, so there are different situations. Sometimes you have to make certain decisions or discussions on the tech side, also on the non-tech side, on the functional side, and also from the team's perspective, there are different areas. Also, if we think about giving feedbacks, that is also uh where i used to lack a lot now i'm in that position where i want to bring in the whole team at a certain pace so that we are all in the success together or in the failure together so giving feedback is also part of that role and uh, especially giving the critical feedback which i learned a lot uh yeah and and i started giving good feedbacks also it's not always about critical feedback just saying, hey, you are doing great work, thank you. It doesn't hurt anybody. It also motivates the other person that, okay, I'm being appreciated, recognized by a team member. And and yeah, I think being part uh, or being a tech lead is uh, what it means is to be on the same level as the team, being friends with them and uh, fighting from the team's perspective to the business. That sometimes, for example, if I talk about product in general, we tend to introduce a lot of tech debts along the development. There are so many tech debts, but the business pushes us to develop more features rather than tackling the new, uh, tackling the already introduced tech debts. So this is what I also, have been doing in the past fighting from the team that okay no hey hey listen please we need to do this <laughs> even if it is something small we i just push it and then try that it gets into the sprint and we really work on getting rid of such things
0: yeah communication you've just like opened up a whole pandora's box for me i'm i'm literally writing a course on that now and i have just recorded the voiceover for the part about trust and gratitude (laughs) literally everything you just said I'm like that's fresh in my mind yeah (laughs) it's it's really important to support people because when people feel um unappreciated that's just a recipe for disaster everybody needs um support and a purpose and stuff like that so it yeah you are you're doing everything everything like completely right
1: (laughs) I'm trying my best I I recently attended a training from Google search inside yourself Mm -hmm. I I really like that and uh, I saw the change in myself too that okay there were things even though I try hard to not do them but I was doing subconsciously so it, it was like a could recap and retro for myself that i should stop doing or start doing and just listening to people also helps like okay tell me what's going on you need to talk you you also do that all the time on twitter it's like so good to see yeah. <laughs> so i mean really we are in different time zones next time uh, next day when i see your tweet it's already 8 hours or something but uh, it's really good to see that you are not limited to your team or the people who you work with oh, yeah. because that's what I'm doing but you are open for the whole world or people who you are connected to virtually and that's really amazing and I, I wish I could offer that also.
0: <laughs> yeah thank you so much I just want to be that person that I needed so badly because my first mentor I would say I didn't even have one until I was probably 10 years into my career. Mm -hmm. And those first few years were a disaster because I had absolutely no guidance and, and the internet was kind of new. So there wasn't even like stack overflow yet. And I just, it was, it was really hard. So yeah. And I, I mentor, I, I can't even count how many people, and honestly, like, I probably don't even know all their names, but people just ask stuff, and I try to help, yeah, <laughs> it's just, um, I know how hard it is when you aren't um, sure of your next step, or You're having a a problem at work, like, especially, I answer a lot of questions and issues from women who aren't treated, you know, great at work. We'll talk about that later. Um, What, in your opinion, let's shift back. I just realized I'm not wearing my tiara, but oh well, I'm not going to stop the episode to go put it on. But yeah, this is the first time. No, no, Yay. that's okay. I, I don't expect the the guests to have one. But in the future, it would be pretty cool if I like had enough money to send every guest a tiara. That's that's up in there. Um, anyway, back to tech leadership. <laughs>
1: Well, actually um, I had that in my shopping list I wanted to buy yeah. one the flower tiara because uh, I thought okay it will be cool <laughs> but, uh, yeah no I worries. Really did not pay attention <laughs>
0: <laughs> no worries not required um, anyway what in your opinion makes a good tech lead
1: mm-hmm. um, so I think what makes a good tech lead or at least things what I try to do is uh, listening to the team, first of all, mindful listening, uh, bringing in new ideas, what is going on around in the tech world into and uh, mentoring the new team members, onboarding them, giving them overview about the product, what we are doing, what are our internal processes and why we are doing it in getting them accustomed to the Uh, end customer, basically, getting them accustomed to the end customer and the product itself and the goal, what we want to achieve, where do we want to go. And uh, recently, although it is coming from management level to our company, but in general, uh, in the past years, we have started paying more attention to the data, looking at the data, the user behavior, tracking, and taking a look at the statistics, what's going on, doing more of ADB tests. So thinking from all the angles and bringing it to the team, letting them also do something, sharing responsibilities, I think that's what, and still not being a boss, being part of the team mainly. So yeah, that, that is something I think. And it's also a right match between your team members and the business side that you have to maintain. And you have to find the right balance that, okay, you should not overdo one anywhere. And at the same time, you should not overburden yourself. It's, it's a product that everybody wants to uh, bring forward together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I will definitely say that I had problems delegating responsibilities when I started leading. Well, I think also because I was in a position where I was wearing many hats. I wasn't only a lead. I was also a dev and trainer and sometimes QA. It was weird. But um, yeah, I think that just like you said, it's really important to listen to people um, and have that emotional intelligence to um, lead them and that there is a big difference from a team lead and a manager, whereas the team lead is like friends with everybody (laughs) because you're not in charge of money or like job security and stuff like that. So managers, I feel like kind of cannot be friends. Like, personally, but friendly, of course, but there's a line. And unfortunately I've crossed that a lot before and it just doesn't work, I think. Um, but yeah, what, uh, support is needed to, um, either learn these leadership skills and, to actually be successful as a tech lead? Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I have to say, (laughs) I will be very honest with you. When I was going to take this role, I was watching some YouTube videos and reading some blogs about people who, uh, I mean, each, each and every person has their own experiences, but it's nice to hear them to get some kind of inspiration or I don't know, to give you some light that, okay, And I had some inspirations in front of me also, the the people who were leaving us. So yeah, I think the most, believe in yourself, first of all. And uh, if you, what I used to do is if I need some kind of training, I used to reach out to my managers or bosses that, okay, there is a great course I saw here. I would like to enroll myself and uh, maybe go under a two, two day or three day workshop and uh, that's what i did also so and and it's really important that you get support from your managers in this direction sometimes it's uh it's not treated with equal importance as compared to the word uh, actual work that you do in your sprints Uh, it does not reflect there directly but in the long run it does inculcate some new things within you as a person and when you are in those shoes, then you realize, okay, if I'm under the fire, I have to go through this. What? How would I do it? And uh, yeah, so and yeah, being open you know. to learn—that's.
0: Mm-hmm. I stress that people should be open to learn from anybody. I expect. Juniors, if companies would hire juniors, I, this is a hill I will die on. You know, that I've learned so many things from juniors because they are fresh out of school or, you know, a program or something. They might have an insight into a, you know, cutting edge technology that an older person like me has not been exposed to. Um, and so, in like mentoring people, I almost require, no, I, I pretty much do require that I learn too, that, you know, I'm, I'm teachable and it's, it's actually a, um, approach to help them feel, um, heard, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, there have been so many times where I just, felt like nobody's listening to me and I'm so frustrated. Um, and it's hard to overcome that thing because it's internalized and you wonder why, why is this happening? What am I doing to cause this? You know, I was just wondering as a uh, fellow female coder, if you've ever had any um, adverse experiences at school, at work?
1: No, no. Luckily, luckily, I did not go through that. I'm really happy that I did not have such experience. I I know from a few of my friends that they have had such experiences and uh, I really felt sorry for them that I... I really cannot imagine we are living in this world where still such inequality exists. Mm-hmm. But I have to say I've been lucky. Or I don't know <laughs> that yeah. I never had to go through such situation myself. I
0: I celebrate that. You're the first person that I've talked to that, you know, was just kind of like, not really. Um, because I think that it's important to know that it's not. Everyone, it's a lot of Mm -hmm. us, but it's not everyone, and I feel like um, it's just roulette, it's just life. There's no like reason. Generally, you aren't doing anything besides existing that you know just really sets people um, off, and I'm like any kind of person, any gender. Um, Sometimes people just don't like strong women, I'd say. And so, yeah, I've had some experiences as a coder, especially where um, I'm often hated by the team, the like dev team. Mm -hmm. I'm loved by the client like almost a hundred percent. I'm loved by strategy, QA, UX, UI, front end. (laughs) And their complaints are never my skills, but that, you know, I'm, I'm outspoken. I'm very blunt. (laughs) I know this about myself. I try not to be, but sometimes I don't have the time to like polite, I guess. So, so, yeah. you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm part of the reason I, I understand this, but it's just, I, I see men acting the same way and they're, you know, strong, whereas yeah. I'm annoying, you yeah. know, and it's just, it's hard. And so eventually I, um, I knew that I, I had left the whole tech lead role behind and that you know i'm i'm obviously interested in teaching and you know Mm -hmm. doing content and stuff um but yeah i don't really know where i was going with that i I went off on a uh little tangent there
1: (laughs) i think that that's i i understand and i i know that this happens still and it's very weird why the same situation if a woman behaves the same way as a man then they are treated differently or frowned upon for their reactions and it's 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 very weird and yeah yeah you should definitely not accept that otherwise it will go on and on
0: exactly yeah. and that's why you know I I talk about it because it's important so many people just assume that it's like oh it's you know, um, this treatment of women is largely subconscious. So sometimes when I call someone out on it, their immediate reaction is no, I'm not misogynist or whatever. I'm, I'm an ally to women. And then I have concrete evidence that that is not true some of them like apologize and are just like I never realized that that this was a thing and that is why I call it out because it's like just that one person right who will actually listen one person at a time you know yeah Yeah. it was always really hard to um lead people that I knew didn't like me I'm assuming you've never had that experience because no, you're great <laughs> while
1: you, no while you were talking about it just now I recalled in in my first company I had similar bad experience when I wanted to leave the company and uh, yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah why does that so, always happen it's like they get mad that they that you're Leaving, but I don't why? Know. I why mean, are they mad?
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, persons similar to my skill set also left the company. But for him, it was like, okay, he wants to grow. What about me? What about me? I want to do that too. Sorry, exactly. Cannot, it, it's not a marriage that I have to be part of exactly For the rest of my life I also want to change so yeah it was not very well appreciated by my manager but yeah. uh if I'm happy that I made the right decision and I mean clearly well. you
0: did <laughs> yeah <laughs> clearly that was the right decision I've I've heard this story from so many women that were like when you try to quit a job they get mad and I don't know why like it's It's probably just the stress of knowing that there's work that will not be done. The other thing that that has happened to me multiple times is after I leave a job, I then see like three or four different job postings for different roles that I used to do in that one role and that I complained about. And I said, I can't do all of these things. This is a completely separate job. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, that must have been a terrible surprise, I'm, guess- I'm guessing.
0: Not really a surprise so much as, as just like a, well, at least they listened in the end because I yeah. left. So I, I still changed their perspective even though they were mad that I left and then realized, what I said was true and that that one role that I had was actually like three or four. But
1: It's quite cool that you still made an impact even after mm-hmm. leaving that people did realize that, okay, this is costing us three more people yep. and uh, it, it's, I think it's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I, I was doing a terrible job because I, I was doing too much. And so I, I wasn't set up for success and I just, you know, imploded. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also when you're like multitasking that much, you really can't produce quality work in any area. This is why I tried and failed to be a, full stack developer, because I just felt like I don't know enough on like Angular and stuff like that to, you know, call myself that. But thinking about that now, I probably was fine. And I just had imposter syndrome or something like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so what uh, advice do you have, and I really, really would like to hear this from you, for women who are interested in coding and then eventually leading?
1: Uh, Advice. Don't pressurize yourself too much, first of all, and then believe in yourself and go for it. There is world open uh, with a whole lot of opportunities and nothing hurts but trying. And it's, it's, I don't know why people see it differently, but I think right now there are many women who really want to promote other women, like you are doing it. I don't know, men see it differently. They they think that women are trying to compete against each other, but that's really not the case. Uh, Yeah. And if you really want to get into that position as a tech lead, and you have to start learning about leadership in general because i think i have there is instinct in every woman about leading they have this leading capabilities it's it's given by birth i think
0: absolutely like
1: it's given you just have to identify that okay i can do it at work as well the, i think we can do justice with the role equally uh, yeah
0: absolutely i I've always told like moms, okay? Being a mom, you are a manager. You're the freaking CEO, you know? <laughs> you you're handling all of that stuff that takes a lot of organization, communication, and all of the skills needed to lead people. I think that is why we are natural leaders because we're we're used to telling people like what to do the kids (laughs) husband you know spouse whatever yeah and I I always have like a list of things for my husband to do and like now that he produces all my content we have everything in JIRA (laughs) I should post a screenshot (laughs) of it sometime (laughs) because we're working on like you know multiple projects at once and i thought well i teach project management too so i should probably do it right. <laughs> so, yeah
1: that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> just imagine, i i can totally resonate with you
0: yeah yeah just imagine like um moms who i'm i'm sure you're out there somebody who manages their household using some sort of project management system i once read um, <laughs> This man actually had um, applied agile to his family, so they would have like daily standups and you know scrums <laughs> and retrospectives after things. That's actually actually something that you said earlier. How you had like a self retrospective. I really like that. I think I'm going to start to do that too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I learned it in a training. I I would give credit to the, uh, trainer. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, like possibly, I could write a whole a whole course on this. You know, <laughs> agile your life or something like that.
1: <laughs> <It'd be laughs>
0: that would be cool. a great topic.
1: <laughs> you know, their retrospection for last week, dinner plans, the diet plan. Yeah. What are we going to do next week planning the sprint for home? Oh my God. I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially because like restaurants and stuff and dinners and like recipes, I feel like afterwards you have to reflect and say, did I like that? Am I a am I going to eat there again? You could use like a decision tree or something. (laughs) That's
1: true. I'm very much used to write Google reviews to every restaurant I go. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, and (laughs) I love doing that. And once I did not recall that I've been to that restaurant about two and a half years ago, I did not remember that, okay, I've been there and I was checking it on Google. said, hey, look, I have reviewed this play. We must go
0: here. (laughs) Exactly. I I actually have. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going off on this tangent, but that's podcasts. You know, I have a drawer of menus, and I keep all of them and like grade them. Something was like a plus or whatever. We'll go there again. But I I keep it because I forget which ones I liked and not. So anyway, yeah. Tips for organizing your life. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. You could do an app for that. Mm. Yeah. It probably exists already and I yeah, haven't happened upon it yet. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Well, I could talk to you all day about coding and leadership and everything, but I know you're busy, so I'm going to wrap this up. Do you have anything uh, to promote? Do you have any upcoming speaking engagements or um, your social medias to share with people?
1: Uh, Sadly not. I have an upcoming vacation, and I'm really excited for that from next week, but uh, I have to admit that I, since I got too much busy into the project that I stopped doing the community work since past one year and all the horrible pandemic situation but yeah. uh, I'm pushing myself back again and to maybe I might start blogging soon or speaking at the user groups again because I haven't done that in
0: a long time yeah same cool I will put links to um, all of that in the description slash show notes um, thank you so much for For this, as I expected, I learned so much, and I will take notes on everything you said. and I just am so inspired by everything that you do. i was I was a huge fan before we oh
1: come on, you are too generous and kind. <laughs> <laughs> you are an inspiration for, I don't know, women in tech community in general. So I'm happy that so. you yeah. are doing this, and you are identifying people, recognizing them, and giving them opportunity to feel good about themselves. I mean, it's, I felt good that I was invited by you. I was like, okay, Shelly knows me. She wants me to be here. It, it it felt really nice. Thanks a lot for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a nice day and evening. I don't know. (laughs) Nice day. Yeah.
0: Afternoon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.
0: Bye. If you want to support us, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your fellow gems. Let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover. Thanks for watching or listening, and have a great day!